listeners, this is Marcia Epstein with Talk With Me on LawrenceHits.com in Lawrence, Kansas, in the middle of the USA. It is National Poetry Month. All kinds of cool things are going on. Make sure you get out and experience some of those. No excuse not to, including April 27th, Poem in Your Pocket Day, wherever you are. And maybe after listening to today's show, you'll decide there's a new poem you need in your pocket to share. Um, I highly recommend that. I am super excited about today's show, today's guest. And it's funny because I thought, well, this is an interesting show. This is the morning and it's morning when we record. And I'm thinking, hmm, is this the morning when I should be drinking coffee to start this show or just start the day with a beer? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Wolfgang Karstens. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, Marsha. I actually, I had the same thought. um, I actually woke up drunk, so I was halfway there. So I thought, oh my God. Definitely coffee. <laughs> I actually, I did. I bought a six pack for the day. I was going to drink the beer. And then I woke up and I, I, it was a religious morning, you know. Oh my God. Oh my fucking God. Oh God. Oh, so no, it's, it's coffee and water for me. Well, and the other compromise that came to mind was honoring the connection that led me to you that I could just put Jameson's in my coffee because indeed it was Jameson Bales who introduced Uh me to John Yamras who said, you got to talk to Wolfgang Karstens. That's awesome. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) So we're going to talk about stuff that you're involved with, with Epic Rights Press and the Blood Machine and Punk chapbook and poets underground and all these things including your own poetry and so who knows where we go but today will be a great day for our listeners no question about that so what do you want people to know about you from the get-go well you know i would i'd definitely be amiss if i didn't mention that um I do have a new book out through gray borders books out of uh ontario canada um, the book is going really, really well. I encourage anyone to head down to greatborders.com and grab a coffee. A coffee, there you go. <laughs> I am I am half halfway there, my friend. <laughs> there. And so, this know, go ahead, book. I'll just go and read a poem from the book and then we'll we'll leave it at that because uh, yeah. I would like to talk about Epic Rights Press and all the stuff we have going. Yeah. So, This is a poem, it's called, It's Not That You're Gone. It's not that you're gone. Everybody has to go at some point. It's not that you were sick or suffering, and it's not that you chose to hide the fact that death was banging on your door. What troubles me? So I put you in the margin and took for granted what little time you had left. If nothing else, there was time enough for goodbye. And that's from Bulletproof, which is really... um, it's kind of like a swan song. It's a it's a funny book. I was I was feeling really really rough at the time, and I, I actually quite a few times I would wake up in the middle of the night going, "Oh my god, if I had slept thirty seconds more, I would have died," and I'd wake up and my heart would be racing. So I kind of wrote this book. It's kind of like you know um, on the way out the door type thing, uh, which is really funny. And the more the more poems I wrote for the book, the worse I felt. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's totally true. 
And when the book was done, like I seriously, I was like hovering on this edge of life and death. And I actually had to write myself healthy, which is ironic. So I wrote myself into the grave and I had to write myself out. And uh, here I am. So thank goodness you're still here, man. So people pay attention to this poet, pay attention to how he lives. Read his work. Bulletproof is one of the many Wolfgang Karsten's books that's on my personal poetry bookshelf. Yeah. Awesome, and I appreciate your support. I really do. Great stuff going on. Oh man, oh man, and and that's that's you are so full of life. And as listeners are going to hear, life is also full of death, man. So we got to do what we want to do now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny when I look around my office. I have all these things. I have Grim Reapers, and I have. It, no, seriously, and I have skulls, and I have mm-hmm. rapers, and I have all this stuff, and it's all just a reminder that, you know, look, man, you better make the most of today because this is really where we're heading. And it's funny because I have this Rob Plathian mirror on my wall, and it's in the mirror is actually there's a skull in the mirror. So every time you look in the mirror, it's, you're looking at your own skull. <laughs> um, and, you know, Rob Plath was a big one who, when, when I first started reading Rob Plath, um, that's what kind of hooked me into that. Cause he was always like, you know, um, basically, you know, every year you're celebrating the anniversary of your death. You don't know it, but you are a, one of those days of the year is going to be the anniversary of your death. So, you know, make the most out of every day. Um, it's really ironic too, because Epic Rights Press was actually started with Rob Plath. I, uh, I had been doing an online journal, um, it was this massive thing every four months. It had poetry, it had short stories, uh, art, interviews. It was this massive production. It was like usually about 200 pages. Wow. Um, from there, it actually, I had read Rob Plath online. And I sent him an email one day and I said, look, I need to buy all your books. What do I need to send you? So I sent him the money. He sent me the books and it just blew me away. Like, I mean, the guy is a bonafide genius yeah um so i noticed all his books are like little thin chapbooks and this and that and i thought oh my god like this guy needs something like he needs a book like a real book so um i was drunk uh, this night of course <laughs> usually how these stories begin and i sent him this email i said look man i just read all your books i want to put out a book let's do like a real book let's do like a massive mammoth monster of a book yeah and he sent me uh, a response back within a few minutes like hey let's do it and i'm like how the fuck am i gonna do this (laughs) what have i done what did i just get myself into okay so that i stumbled drunk into the bedroom i said uh honey uh i i just did it she's like what (laughs) i i just started epic rights president she's like what what are you talking about i was like fuck i don't know man i apparently i'm I'm doing a book now That's actually, and that's a true story. That's how Epic Rights Press began, uh, just from a drunken email. I said, I basically then I had to teach myself, okay, how how do you do a book, right? Like, what do you do? Like, what do I need to do? Um, It began like that. Um, And then I stopped doing the the online journal. And I started working on uh, A Belly Full of Anarchy, which turned out to be nine chapbooks, there's basically nine separate chapbooks in one volume, and each chapbook had 25 poems. I literally handpicked out of like 
4,000 poems. I handpicked every poem in the book and I organized it. The thing took me nine months to do. And uh, that's that's the flagship for Epic Rights Press is yeah. a belly full of anarchy. Yeah. And you know, it's a funny story here with a belly full of anarchy too, because on the day that I received the bound proof of a belly full of anarchy, I almost fucking died. I It was, it was like the middle of May. Um, it had rained the night before and then it froze but it had been like gorgeous for weeks um i had a belly full of anarchy in my hand i was taking my daughters to school and so i stepped out onto the step and the first it was sheer ice i didn't know this the first step was a doozy i slipped and i slipped like literally all the way to the bottom i bashed my arm on the on the steps i hit the ground um and you know when you when you take a big blow, how the your your lungs press mm -hmm. together. That's what happened. So I'm suffocating on the ground like a turtle on its back, and I literally I, I'm like, oh my god, like it, this is it. I'm gonna die. I could not catch my breath for the life of me. I looked over, and there's my two young daughters on the step watching me on the ground like a guppy out of water. Um, and I go, oh my god, I'm not gonna go out like this. I'm not gonna die in front of my kids. So I pull myself to my feet and I'm stumbling around the yard. Um, I'm, I'm pacing around the swing set, trying to catch my breath. Um, it, it, God, for like a minute, I'm like, and you know, the, the air's like concrete pressing me to the ground. I can't catch my breath. I can't catch my breath. Finally, all of a sudden I start gasping and my arm, I bash my elbow like beyond recognition. So there's blood pouring down my sleeve right onto this copy of a belly full of anarchy so it's like i'm holding this book now <laughs> that's soaked in blood right and it's, it's 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 so funny because it's like that's kind of you know if you ever wonder where the whole blood thing um you know the blood machine yeah. um right with blood um there's nothing to writing all you do is sit down at a typewriter and bleed from hemingway that's kind of how it all started right literally from that book which was soaked in blood <laughs> I feel terrible laughing, but that is hysterical. <laughs> you know, and it's so funny, too, because my my youngest daughter, you know, like in the movies you see where somebody goes and they, they see something and then they kind of fall against the wall and then they slump down. That's what she did. She was like three years old and she's looking at this blood pouring out of my sleeve. Her face goes white. She hits oh, the wall. She slumps down. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. This is, I, I, I said, you know, guys, take your shoes off. Take your jackets off. We're not going to school. No <laughs> <laughs> day, man. Yeah. That was tough. And that's literally how Epic Rights Press was born. <laughs> born in blood. <laughs> it's, been, it's been blood ever since. So. You know, it's funny too. I should mention this because this is actually pretty funny. At least I think it is. Um, <laughs> when I was doing the online journal, so the first issue, um, I had uploaded it. We were heading out for 21 days. We're going to go camping for 21 days. Wow. Uh, this is like I didn't have a cell phone or nothing. So I'm just, I'm sitting here and I'm uploading the issue. And uh, I uploaded all the pictures. Every author had a bio page. So I'm uploading all the photos and I go to hit my family's getting antsy. They're waiting. It's like, I'm just okay. I just got to upload the issue and we're gone. Um, 
so I upload the photos and they won't let me publish the issue until I name the photos. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so I'm like sitting here making up these funny names for the photos, right? Chronic masturbator, crack whore, mother-homosexual, <laughs> pig fucker, face one your mother could love. And I'm just making up these funny names, right? Because I'm trying to get this issue done. So I name all these photos, all these crazy names. Then we leave. Gone for 21 days. I come back home. The issue is viewed by like, you know, it's something gastronomical figure, like 20,000 people. I'm like, hey, that's pretty good. I open up my email. I have all these angry emails from these people. They're like, you know, you're so unprofessional. What the hell are you doing? You know, I hate you, Wolfgang. You're, you suck. And uh, I'm like, what the hell? Of course, the names that I put on the pictures, when you hover your mouse over the picture, <laughs> the picture. so I like, oh, every. I know, I know, it's pretty sick. Eh? So every author that I named, and I've got like a chronic masturbator and all this stuff, and it's like, all these people are so angry about it. Like, holy shit. So for 21 days, basically, I like completely just created this very, very bad thing. Yeah. And then we went from there to blood. So Technology, man, can't live with it, can't live without it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny stuff, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wolfgang living on the edge because that's the place yeah. to be. <laughs> I'm surprised I even, you know, I that, that should have been like at that point in time, I'm surprised the press even happened. I mean, it's... <laughs> You know, it's funny, too, like, uh, I should make a call out here to Artie Armstrong, whom I'm sure you know from Lummox Press. Um, when I received those books from Roth, he had this book called Tapping Ashes in the Dark, which was, for me, it's it's a perfect example of everything a chapbook could and should be. Like, it's just, it's the perfect, the perfect pairing of poems, the perfect arrangement, um, you know, and the little red books were like these little miniature pocket-sized digests. So when I got that book, that's really what gave me the confidence to go, oh my God, like if I could do a book uh, as perfectly as this chat book is, and of course it was from Rob Plath, um, that's kind of how I started. So when I did A Belly Full of Anarchy, I actually uh, respected uh, Tapping Ashes in the Dark enough to not use the poems from that book. Like I use poems from all his chat books and his online poems, but I basically left that book alone. Okay. Um, the only poem I took from it was a poem called 15 Minutes, which to me is uh, a very, very excellent poem. Um, I actually would like to read that one for you, but I did. So, you know, I got a shout out to, to Artie Armstrong. He really, if I had a mentor or anyone who, you know, kind of inspired me to, to go ahead and make this publishing thing happen, it, it's Artie. So it's Artie booze and blood <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly already booze blood and um the closet homosexual right or the crack whore yes absolutely <laughs> okay yeah you bet so yeah. you know i can go ahead i want to read this poem this yeah. is actually um this poem is was for me was just like you know, I think before I got hooked up with uh, Rob Plath and John Yamris and Todd Moore, um, I kind of had this really strange view of poetry, like it was something on a pedestal and, you know, it was something that you, you know, 
had all these different notions where it's like rhyme and meter and um, all that bullshit. And then, of course, I read Rob Plath and John Anderson, Todd Moore. I was like, holy shit, man, this is kind of this is this is what poetry is. Because uh-huh. um, I had been writing a lot. Uh, like I've written my whole life, but before I read these guys, I still had these crazy notions about poetry and they, they really blew that open for me, which was, you know, obviously the best thing that could have happened for me. Mm-hmm. So here we go. 15 minutes. I was nine years old and we had a picnic in a park on the lake. I remember my father loading the trunk with a big white cooler and a large bag of charcoal. Then he made my mother, my two friends, Chris and Pat and me, wait in the car while he went back in the house to go to the bathroom. Nobody move, he said. I'll be right out, he said. He came out 10 minutes later. I remember the way the car sank when he finally got in. Okay, we got everything, he asked. I'm not making two trips, he said. My mother just nodded as he backed us down the driveway. The side of his head was sweating. I'm fucking ringing wet already, he said. It was a 15-minute ride as we rolled down the long, dusty road to the picnic area. Chris, Pat, and I talked about finding a small waterfall that ran at the start of the lake. Don't be wandering off anywhere, my father said. The car lurched forward a little as he shifted in the parking gear. We all got out into the heat of the wide-open dirt parking lot. Chris, Pat, and I carried the cooler and the bag of charcoal. I don't want to be sitting in no fucking sun my father said. There, we're going to sit right there, he pointed. It was a shady gray table beneath some giant oaks, an old black grill stuck out of the ground among some early fallen leaves. Yellow jackets hovered over a metal garbage drum. In a little while, my father had the barbecue smoking. I remember sticking a long piece of grass through the grill slats onto a hot coal and my father yelling, I'm not going to warn you again stay away from the fire after we ate hot dogs and hamburgers chris pat and i went for a walk don't be going far my father commanded we'll just walk to the stables to look at the horses i lied i don't want to be waiting around for anybody he said we walked along a bridle path which was sandy and had big lumps of horse manure dropped all over it flies scattered as our sneakers kicked up dry dusty sand the bridle path was supposed to lead down to the waterfall You can hear the water when you get close enough, Chris said. We walked and walked, determined to find the waterfall. We weren't thinking about how long the trip back would take. Then the bridal path forked. Now what do we do, Pat said. Let's walk a little farther, I said. We all decided to keep walking on the path closest to the shore. That's when we found the duck skeleton hanging in a web of branches. Its white bones picked clean, its shape preserved perfectly. We all stood and stared silently. Let's go back, Pat said. Yeah, let's go, I said. As we turned back, swarms of gnats swirled in the setting sun. The sand deep at times slowed us down. When we finally got back to the picnic area, all the people had packed up. I saw my father's short sleeve button-down shirt glowing. He was standing next to the car, and my mother was frozen in the front seat. Get in the fucking car and don't say a word, he growled. He was looking at me. Chris and Pat looked scared. We squeezed into the back seat. The headlights clicked on and suddenly my father exploded. I asked him not to go off and what does the cocksucker do, he shouted. 
in the oncoming headlights, you could see his spray of spit on the windshield. He didn't care at all that my friends were right in the back seat. I can't even have a good time without this fuck ruining it, he screamed. I had to wait two fucking hours for this little prick, he yelled. Now we don't go anywhere for the rest of the summer, he screamed. I've had it with this motherfucker, he added. Do you think that is enough, my mother finally said. I don't know why the fuck I bother, he yelled. I can't stand this little motherfucker, he screamed. All he causes me is aggravation, he spit out. I can't wait to go back to fucking work, he yelled. This isn't no vacation spent with this cocksucker, he added. Finally, the front tires bumped up the lip of the driveway. The headlights snapped off. Then there was silence. My 15 minutes of fame were up. Whoa. And that, of course, is Mr. Rob Plath from A Belly Full of Anarchy. Um, yeah, that's, you know, it's for, for Rob Plath, anyone who's read his work, um, of course, he talks a lot about his father and this and that. That, for me, was just, it painted this perfect portrait of, you know, his family life. It's like a, that one moment in time just sums up everything perfectly. Yeah. yeah. And then and I want to say, say for, for our listeners, in terms of what, what I, I have learned about Rob from talking with him and reading and and where I am sitting and recording, I have this lovely, sweet painting that Rob did of our dog, Bo, who's an English setter. And it's this beautiful, intense colored green grass and then this kind of collage with flowers stuck on the grass and this Van Gogh quote and, and Bo in the middle and the sun. And it's like, so, so I want to contrast that sort of where Rob took all this. He is one of those, like you will, one of these most love filled people. It's all about life and love to the extent that his book, um, I think it's, Oh, for Frozen Sea, what's exactly that called? Frozen Sea, yeah. Yeah. I took one of the writing exercises that he has in there and used it with the bereavement group that I that I work with for suicide loss survivors. And I told Rob that, and he was really touched. And I'm like, this stuff is so beautiful. And so I'm saying that because it's like, yeah, he came from hard, hard, hard shit. And he's this wonderful, amazing, talented poet, photographer, painter, person, just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Axe for a Frozen Sea is actually found um, a big market around psychology. Psychologists use the book and they, because it is very psychological, it, it really forces you to dig deep and it brings to surface a lot of things that, you know, you wouldn't normally, most people would shy away from those. So those exercises um, really, really help you explore yourself. Yeah. And Rob, I mean, Rob is like one of those guys. Like, I mean, he's he is truly a multimedia madman. I mean, from Rob, we've done um, poetry books. We've done uh, a children's book. We've done um, the writing exercises. I published a play. Um, and coming later this year from Rob is Swallitude, which is a novel, um, which also is kind of neat too because it um, it brings back Pablo Vision, who was very instrumental in the beginning of Epic Rights Press because he Pablo did all the exteriors for like the first 20 books I published. 
So Pablo's back on this one, dude. He did the exterior and also did, uh, he's got a visual appendix in the book too, which is really interesting. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, Rob is amazing. And then the painting and the photography and yeah. everything else he does, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. So people can find all that, get a glimpse of it, at least on Rob's website and then the books on Epic Rights. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yes, he's a special, special person. All right. So you tell, tell us a little bit about, like, just – I don't know, maybe just say, like, these are your projects. You've got epic rights. You've got all these different things that people, that you do with other poets and for people and that bring people together and say important stuff. And it's pretty diverse stuff you've got going on. So so just kind of for fun, let's tell people about what some of those projects are. So there's obviously Epic Rights Press. Uh, yeah, so we, we've got Epic Rights Press. Of course, I... I publish books. Um, I do have a, a an imprint, Tree Killer Inc. Um, I do the punk chapbook project through that. I do other chapbooks. I do broadsides. I do t-shirts. I do posters. Um, it's all kind of wrapped up in, in Epic Rights Press, Tree Killer Inc. Um, I've actually, later today, I mean, it's up now, but I'm launching uh, nine new Epic Rights shirt designs, which are pretty cool. Um, they seem to to really people are really digging these ones, so that's kind of neat. Um, I do poets underground, which is um, a podcast, uh, a video. It's it's like a it's like a half an hour um, video show where I get to interview um, some of the poets that that I believe are are the best and the brightest currently writing today. So I I mean I interviewed John Yamris, I've interviewed Rob Plath, Bill Gaynor, yeah. William Taylor Jr. Um, that's, and, and you can find all the stuff at epicrights.org. Um, I do the blood machine, which was a crazy thing. Like once, you know, it's so funny when, when Facebook gave you that option of going live, uh, of course, my mind immediately exploded with the possibilities of that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so I, I had this idea while well, I create this page and then I just, invite a bunch of authors who who I think are, are doing everything right, who, you know, poetry that's uh, honest, clearly concise, you know, everything. So I invited all these poets and I, I made them all managers of the page. Um, and I also have this open invitation, anyone who wants to participate in, you know, just send me a message, I'll add you on as a manager. So now you have all these people all over the world, these poets who can basically go live at any point in time. So, you know, I did the, you know, stuck in traffic, uh, impromptu poetry reading. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, you have guys like Matt Borjon, you have myself, you have Todd Cirillo, um, Brenton Booth. And I mean, we're talking, you know, Canada, United States, Australia, London. Um, anyone can can basically log in and go live and read a poem live and it's there for everyone to see. So that's really, I, I really do dig that. That's very cool. I always, when I wake up and I see that the, the blood machine was live, yeah. uh, I always love to just go and check it out because it's really neat. I mean, here you, you know, you can buy the books, um, but here you can see the poet, hear the poet reading their own works, and you can really get a nice, you know, a very intimate view of, of the poet. Um, you know, God, I got so many things on the go. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, you know who needs to be on Blood Machine? Zarina Zabriskie needs to be doing some stuff on Blood Machine. Yeah, I agree. Her. Yeah. 
Yeah, and she's got lots of stuff online, and it's always very, very yeah. interesting to hear her. Of course, I did uh, I did two short story collections from her, and then she was also part of the Punk Chapbook series, um, which is a nice lead. And so I also do the Punk Chapbook series. So Epic Rights Press, um, I don't accept unsolicited manuscripts or submissions. Um, I, I'm a very tough editor. 99.9% .9 of the stuff people send me, I just don't like. Um, Epic Rights Press is really, if it's anything else, it's I'm publishing stuff that I like, stuff that that suits my own personal taste. So I, you know, it's it's like I love William Blake. Um, I really love his poetry. I love John Keats. I love um, Wordsworth. I love all those guys. But you know what? I wouldn't publish them on Epic Rights Press simply because mm -hmm. their work doesn't fit that energy um, uh, of the press. So I have do the Punk Chapbook series every year, um, which is basically the first year I did 14 chapbooks. Um, so it's the way it works is I, I do these chapbooks, I print them, and they ship as one order. So basically one day you, you, you buy the subscription, uh, and one day, 14 chapbooks, or now it's 12 chapbooks. I expanded the chapbooks. Um, they show up on your doorstep in one thing, and you don't have to wait around. So the theory is that you got a chapbook for every month of the year, but I'm going to give them to you all now. So mm -hmm. you dig in and you do what you want. Um, speaking of Zarina Zabriskie, she was, of course, part of the first series. The first year I did this, along with you know guys like Bill Gaynor, Rob Plath, Doug Dramey. Uh, rest in peace. I love that guy. Artie Armstrong, Missy Rainwater Lights, Matt Galetta, Tony Moffat, John Macker, Mike Moraz. Um, and then last year, I did it again. And so I expanded the chapbook up to uh, 20 pages for the chapbook. Um, and this year, I'm going even hardcore. I'm going 24 pages for the chapbooks. Um, the exteriors are done by uh, Yanni Carlson, who, of course, is a dear friend of mine, and he's, uh, he's, he's you know, integral to Epic Rights Press. Um, this year, I've already accepted um, books by Matt Orjon, Victor Klebenger, Brenton Booth, Ryan Quinn Flanagan, Bill Gaynor, and Carl Kweski. Uh, I still have six spots left. Um, I've So far, I've received about 44 submissions. Out of those 44, I've already picked these six. But anyone who wants to get involved, um, go down to Epic Rights Press, click on submissions, um, send me your best 24 pages of material. And, uh, you know, that's really the only way to get involved with Epic Rights Press. I mean, people all the time say, well, how can I get published at Epic Rights Press? This is it, man. This is the only way. So you have... <laughs> I, it really is. I mean, it, it, I, I will not read anything that you send me unless it's for the punk chat book subscription series. So, but wait, I want to, I just want to explain this though. You don't want submissions other than for punk chat book series, but you are reading everybody's stuff that interests you and you are pulling in those poets who you want to publish, just like you started with uh, Bob. Yeah. You know, so, so it's, it's not like you're saying you have to already be a poet of Epic Rights Press. It's like you have to be who is Epic Rights Press and come into Wolfgang Karsten's awareness. And then you may be gifted with publication through Epic Rights Press. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, you know what? I don't like writing rejection letters. They suck. Um, 
and I can read stuff. And like I say, I can read stuff that I love. Like I go, wow, this is, and, and you know, that's how some of the, the rejection letters start. I fucking love this. No, I can't publish it. Right. Cause it's, it has to fit the mandate. And unfortunately people, you know, when, when editors talk about, they say, you know what, you're better off if you read the magazine first, if you read some of our books first, you know, get the punk chapbook subscription before you submit. It's so true, right? Like, I mean, you need to know what is, like, I mean, people send me stuff. And I go, I know you've never read anything that I've ever published because, <laughs> you know, I'm not interested in this stuff. I, I just, I'm not, you know? Yeah. So you really need to, you, authors should really do their homework when it comes. Because, I mean, it's there for a reason, right? So the punk chapbook subscription, you send in your submission, your manuscript. I read it. I like it. I publish it there. Um, a, a good case in point, um, we began the year by publishing Burning the Evidence by Todd Cirillo. His book, Burning the Evidence, started with his subscription or his submission to the punk chapbook series, which was Sexy Devils, which I published last year. From there, I go, my God, I love this shit. Let's do a book. And that's how that book happened. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um Matt Borjon, interestingly enough, he put out a book through Yellow Chair Press called The Clock of Human Bones, which kicked my ass. I mean, yeah. it, that truly, that is a, a perfect book in every way, shape, and form. Um, from there, I just basically, I wrote a little blurb for A Clock of Human Bones. I started talking with Matt. Um, Matt had bought some of my books, and... What he decided to do is he put together this chapbook on his office computer. Um, it wasn't really anything planned, and he sent it to me, and it was called Battle Lines. So I got this little do-it-yourself chapbook in the mail from Matt, and I read it, and I, I said, look, man, this, that's a fucking book. Let's do it. I'd be honored to publish this as a book, as is, right now, right now, and that's how that book happened. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, we need to take a quick break. We are burning through this hour. So we're going to hear from a couple of the businesses that sponsor LawrenceHits.com. I thank Daniel Smith, who produces the show, for making it available for people. Thank you so much, Daniel. And I want to be right back, folks. Come back for more Wolfgang Karstens. Welcome back. More talk with me with Wolfgang Karstens, and we're talking Epic Rights Press and the Blood Machine Live, Poets Underground, Punk Chapbook Series, Shirts, Broadsides, Magnets, you name it, all from Wolfgang Karstens' fabulous brain and heart. <laughs> wow, thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> I want to give a quick shout-out back to Zarina Zabriskie because two reasons. One, I want people to realize you do publish women as well as men, even though we've talked a lot about men. Zarina is this amazing person. Um, your Her books, as you mentioned, through Epic Rights are short, um, short stories as opposed to poetry. She is this wonderful art activist in the San Francisco area, check out Zarina Zabriskie online. Check her website. Follow her on Facebook. Read her blogs on medium.com if you want to get some important insight background into what is going on in this crazy USA. She is a Russian-born American citizen who was educated in Russia through college and has had a lot of experience that's very relevant 
in her being able to lay out some facts about what craziness is going on here. Not telling you what to do about it, but giving you that information so you have the chance to do something. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Lena Zabriskie, I mean, she is truly, she's a dynamo. I mean, what can I say? Um, her books are, are amazing. Her videos are amazing. And her, her activism is absolutely amazing as well. Yes. I've done uh, Iron. I've done Acute Tombstone. And I did the Beast Generation, all from Zarina. Um, fantastic, fantastic stuff. And I do publish women. In fact, yes. I mean, uh, we have Zarina Zabriskie. We have Missy Rainwater Lights, who, of course, wrote Bullshit Rodeo, which is um, a very hands down the best novel that I think I've ever read. Um, it's one of those books. I love it. I hate it. You throw it across the floor. You pick it up 10 minutes later. <laughs> I love it. I hate you. You throw it down again. But it's addictive and you, you go through it. It's, it's a phenomenal book. Um, of course, I did Ali Malenenko yes. um, through the Punk Chop book series. So, yeah, absolutely. Um yes. Men and women. You know, I, I want to mention this because this is a very strange thing for Epic Rights Press. Um, I put out a book by a gentleman named James Darman. It's called The Buddha Doesn't Live Here. Now, strangely enough, this guy disappeared off the face of the planet. I I don't know if where he is at this point. I don't even know if he realizes that his book was ever published. Now, this was back in, God, what is the date on this? This is 2013. And I haven't heard from the guy at all since. Um, I've asked people that no one's heard from him, so I don't know where he is at this point. So I published this book in his absence. Um, but I'm going to read a poem from it just as a shout out, James. I mean, if you're out there, buddy, Leo, send me an email. Um, this poem called A Poem for Bukowski's Jockeys and My Scrotum. <laughs> ah, I thought you'd like that. <laughs> Dearest Bukowski, I haven't written a poem in three weeks. Bukowski, I haven't changed my underwear or socks in three weeks. Bukowski, I haven't slept in my own bed in three weeks. Bukowski, I haven't watched The Sparrow. Bukowski, I haven't fallen in love. Bukowski, I'm sure you understand. Bukowski, 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 because I have been drinking. Bukowski, after all, it was you who said, most of them only get the drinking right. Dearest Bukowski, the times have changed. Bukowski, your jockeys get all the words right, but don't understand the living or the dead or the drinking or the track or the odds or the garden or the stars you hated so much or the finger pointing towards the moon or asphalt or broken bottles or the sour taste of failure. Dearest Bukowski, I've watched the stars pass by. I've watched the moon rise and fall. I've chased butterflies across the boulevards. I've heard the sparrows cry. I've drank the wine of solitude. I've pecked the eyes of time clean. Dearest Bukowski, I'm tired of long lines that go nowhere and always end in the jailhouse or the madhouse with outlaws that never committed a crime. Dearest Bukowski, I haven't written a poem in three weeks. I've been sick. My woman is a whore. She's lying in the room next door. For a buck fifty, you can have her. Long legs, dark hair, blue eyes, perfect tits and ass. She's 27 years old. She's mad for dope. Mad for dope. I'm sick. We're both sick. The bills keep piling up. For a buck fifty, you can have her. She gave me epididymitis. 
My scrotum is the size of a softball. I've been to the doctor's office three times this week. Each time they gave me a new prescription. My scrotum is still the size of a softball. We are both sick and she loves me. I lost two teeth this week, one while eating a pork chop, the other while smiling. I am sick. Dearest Bukowski, with flowers and stars and moons and death and butterflies and sparrows and the jockeys you left behind. Dearest Bukowski, I am sick. You were right. Most people are milk toast. Most people can't change a flat tire. Most people will never get the drinking, writing, or living right. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Mr. James Darman, the Buddha doesn't live here. If you're out there, buddy, I love you. Send me an email. That's powerful stuff. You know, I want to send a shout out to um, Todd Moore, uh, one of the most gifted writers of this or any other generation. Um, he passed away. Uh, rest in peace. It was heartbreaking. You know, his book, Dead Reckoning, um, he, he, of course, is known for the Dillinger series, which is probably the longest poem ever written. Um he actually passed away on the day his book was released. Wow. Um, in some strange twist of fate, he, he asked me to send him the bound proof, which I never do. I always keep the bound proof. Basically, my collection consists of, of, of the bound proofs. Um, I sent him that three weeks. So he we actually got to, to see the book, read the book, and he read from the book. Um, his last interview was actually with Rob Plath, on the exuberant ashtray which you can find in blog talk radio but i'm going to read the title well not the title poem but i'm going to read the first poem from his book dead reckoning um this is just a shout out to todd moore i've written a few um homages to todd in my work this is called the way the way i write is strictly Fuck you. No capital letters. No punctuation. The words jammed together are all smashed up like broken glass, crushed pop cans, and used condoms. The American sentence is either a stutter or a scream, and I'm waiting to watch it explode. Yeah. And that's Mr. Todd Moore. Yeah. So people have gotten a little sense of what Epic Rights Press really means. Powerful, powerful, clear, just full of impact, explosive, as you would always say, and it's so true. So so don't be sending those little namby-pamby poems to Wolfgang. <laughs> you know what? Send it to Reader's Digest. They'd love to hear from you. If you want to send me something, I need I, Epic Rights Press is about extremes, madness, love, hate. I if if you don't talk like that, you shouldn't write like that, and don't send it to me. Um, I want poetry that is basically a, a self exploration. You know, um, I want you to to do a vivisection on yourself and go looking for poetry. I want poetry that's from the marrow of your bones. I want poetry from your heart and your guts and, and the center of your mind where you don't want anyone else to ever see. Um, poetry that's written in clear, concise, 
everyday language. I don't want poetry that sounds like poetry. Like I say, if you don't talk like that, you shouldn't write like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a funny story, actually. This is, this is ironic because I have, I've received manuscripts from three very famous people. Publishing any one of these three people would have been like writing a blank check where I get to fill in the amount. Um, got very excited about all three until I read them. And all three sucked. They sucked. They, they sucked. Um, my <laughs> wife and I still talk about this to this day because basically, like this is basically, one of them went down and said, look, I have three books. You're going to publish all three. I'm going to write you a blank check for every book you publish. And it was like, here I have this opportunity to basically write a check, fill in a million dollars, and I'm on easy street. I couldn't publish any of these books um, because integrity, it's like the Jesus saying, um, you know, so I gain the whole world and I lose my soul. Yeah. I lose my own integrity, the integrity of my authors, the integrity of my readers. So Epic Rights Press, I publish stuff that is exactly how I just explained it. I'm hoping I gain the reader's trust. So when a new book comes out, they say, you know what? I've never heard of this guy, but I'm going to buy that book because I've dug everything that Wolfgang has published so far. Yeah. Um, I must have hold that mandate. And, and that's really where I come from. So you have the Punk Chapbook series. You can submit right now. I still need six manuscripts to do this year's subscription series. So head down to Epic Rights Press and give me your best stuff. Cool. cool. And I want to mention for people who are kind of in my midwest area, this thing called the Kansas City Poetry Throwdown, which is April 21st through 23rd this year. And the reason I want to mention it is because who do the headliners include? John Dorsey, Bill Gaynor, and William Taylor Jr. And another featured reader is Victor Clevenger. So what do they have in common? There you have it. Yeah. There you have it, man. Yeah. And you know, the people you just mentioned are some of the most talented people that I've ever had uh, been fortunate enough to work with, you know, which is what makes Epic Rights Press kind of cool for me. I mean, my friends are literally um, some of the best authors who've ever walked the face of this planet. And I love it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be an amazing show. That's fantastic. Yes, yes. So that's in Kansas City, April 21st through 23rd. It's the second annual Kansas City Poetry Throwdown. And this, hopefully there will be the next year and Wolfgang could be there. One of the cool things this year is they're doing a, a uh, one of the segments is poet publishers, small press folks. Um, and so that's you too. This person who happens to be farther away in Alberta, Canada, we didn't mention that part before, but a little more distance than geographically. So we got to figure out that way to get you here. But great stuff, and people have that opportunity. And, and there will be things from Epic Rights Press to see, to buy at the Throwdown. Prospero's books is most of it. There you go. That's fantastic. Cool, cool, cool. We need to have some of your poetry shared, even though you're this amazing person with 
making sure that people know what's going on with these other important poets. And you're a great promoter of the presses who publish your work. I want us to hear more of your work now. What do you think? Is that so? Um, okay, that's that's cool. I, you know, I don't know what I read because, of course, we've done this before, so I don't remember what I read on the last show. So why don't I just grab a book of mine and let's do it? Cool. So if I if I read the same poem, it's entirely by chance because. Well, the context is different, man. The world has changed since the last time we recorded a show. Yeah, true that. True that. Okay, let's go ahead. I'm just going to open up um, Factory Reject. So this is funny because this poem, I'll give you a bit of context on this one. This is actually, I used to host this thing for this company. It was a weekly reading, um, and the company was complete bullshit, and they were fucking over the authors, and they were fucking over everyone. Of course, when I realized this, I was like, that's it. I'm I'm done. So I ended up getting really, really drunk. And I showed up for the last reading just reeking of whiskey. And I basically did this last show where I basically called them out in front of everyone. It was beautiful. And I ended up writing this poem as kind of a, a tribute to that experience called Jack Michelin in Amsterdam. Jack Michelin in Amsterdam was playing on the stereo as I went over my poetry in the back seat of the Chevy. I drank a six pack, a half bottle of whiskey, smoked a blunt, then took a long piss in an empty Starbucks cup. By the time I stumbled from the van to the venue, I was finally ready to read. <laughs> All right, we'll just, we'll just go to the next one here. <laughs> when the human skull was passed around the lecture hall, the speaker encouraged us to listen and let it whisper its secrets, then to say the first thing that came to mind to the person sitting next to us. When it was my turn to pass the skull, although I'd intended to lighten the mood by saying something funny, as I placed in her hands, all I could think to say was, you're next, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go... I want to read this. This is actually, I don't write love poems very often. So I did write this one for my wife. So I'm going to read that one. It's called Tracy Lee. Tracy Lee, you throw a better football, catch more fish, and always take my money at poker. You're the best campfire cook, make the perfect Ukrainian dinner. You once told me the secret ingredient in your pierogi dough was love. You said you were an alien, that you believed your real parents would come back for you someday, but that you stopped waiting when you met me. You have the best story ideas, the funniest punchlines, and there's more poetry in your green eyes than I could possibly squeeze from the keys of my typewriter. You teach me that fear must be overcome, that demons shouldn't win, and that the most important lessons in life are to never complain, never surrender, and never say die. You, my alien princess, my shining light, my one great love. You make me want to live to the point of tears. That is so beautiful. And, and I love that that's part of your body of work, you know, because I, I think that the, the hard hitting stuff tells people, make, some people may assume certain things about you. You and I had this side conversation 
about a Facebook post and, and being blocked. <laughs> and this weird serendipity, whatever you want to call it, of a post you had, a post a poet I know had is like, what is going on here? You know? And 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 it's it's so interesting how we can get hung up on language and and our assumptions about people. And you know, when I think about you, I think about live, love, be real, be genuine, you know, and, and, and it's like, somebody else might go, man, he uses a lot of language, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's one thing that people, you know, I, they need to realize about me. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice, I'm going to make myself the butt of every joke. I'm going to sacrifice my, my, um, your, your illusion of me. I'm going to sacrifice in order to make a joke. I, I'm, that's just who I am. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's part of, you know, what, what I have told you that it's, it's so important. And I'm going to say this to the listeners, but I'm saying it about my reaction to so much of your poetry is it's right there and it makes me laugh and we need to laugh. We need to laugh, man, oh man. And you bring that out in, with all different kinds of subject matter. <laughs> yeah. That, and yes, and that's absolutely true. I mean, I, nothing is beyond for me. You know, it's funny. I sent a poem to John Yamaris this morning. Um, He's he's always been my sounding board. You know, if he likes it, I go, okay, I, I guess it's a good one. Um, I sent him one this morning. It was, uh, Jeffrey Dolmer was right. The way to a man's heart is through his ribcage. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pay some, uh, I want to send a shout out to uh, Diane Borznik, uh, Night Ballet Press. Uh, speaking of Prospero's books, um, I do have... Um, some work in the the new lip smack anthology uh diane got a hold of me she said okay wolfgang um i'm gonna send you these two books i said you know what you have the throwdown happening um so take those two books and please send them to you marcia because i want those to be there um represented because i think that the books are going to do a lot more good at prospero's as part of the throwdown and hopefully she's going to gain some readers and everyone in there gets a little extra exposure Wonderful. I want to send a shout out to her. Of course, she published my book, Rented Mule, um, which features amazing illustrations by the great Yanni Carlson. Um, I'm going to read a few a few poems from there. Great. This is called uh, Trilock. Trilock, I asked you to work the freezer today, and yet for the last three hours you've been spinning the milk cartons. Hell, you've spun them so much the milk has started to curdle. And customers are complaining. What I'm trying to say here, Trilock, is that your 70s porn mustache is offensive. Your Old Spice aftershave is really getting on my nerves. And don't think I haven't noticed the way you've been stroking the Ukrainian sausage. <laughs> Fuck it, Trilock. Just get back to work, you smarmy bastard. And for fuck's sake, stop spinning the goddamn milk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, here's another one from uh, Rented Mule. Some men spend their entire lives creating great works of art, contemplating the fundamental questions of existence and leading great nations to victory. 
monuments are erected in their honor. Me, I've squandered my life doing unimportant things for unimportant people that will never be remembered. So when my time comes, bury me with my name tag and plant my tombstone on the hill overlooking the Megamart. <laughs> and again, these are from Rented Mule. <laughs> Rented Mule. <laughs> All right. Here's a funny one. This is actually a true story. This is from Rented Mule as well. Uh, I'll never forget this day. On Father's Day, Alexandria made me the cutest, most thoughtful, amazing gift ever. And her enthusiasm about it made me feel like the most special and unique person in the world. I rewarded her by feeding her treats all day. Cookies, cake, ice cream, candy, soda pop. In the morning, she wouldn't get out of bed. Come on, Lex, I said, let's go. Why aren't you ready for school yet? It's complicated, she said. Complicated? What's so complicated? I asked. Now, come on, get your ass out of bed. We're going to be late. No, she said constipated <laughs> she did this when she puked everywhere all over me her bed her floor the dog it was like a scene from the exorcist okay honey i said let's get you in the tub as i was running the water i phoned work to let them know i'd be late when my boss asked why all i could think to say was it's complicated <laughs> that's great <laughs> Parenting, it's amazing. Yes, <laughs> so we are in this last couple minutes of the show. It always flies by and today more than ever. So I'm going to let you say some things, but I want to say to our listeners, okay, we are talking with Wolfgang Karstens. Check out his personal webpage. Check out Epic Rights Press, and that is epicrights.org. Look on Facebook for The Blood Machine Live. On Epic Rights, you can see about the Punk Chapbook series. You can find this cool merch, these shirts, broadsides, magnets. Who knows what's going to be there on the day that you look. But pay attention to this person. You are, Wolfgang, you are one of those beautiful souls who is doing this great work on your, with your own writing and also always elevating these other people who you come in contact with who are the epic rights type of folks, your publishers, you know, who are publishing your work, your poets who are working with you, you know, you're about all of you as a group. And, and that is one of the things that I adore. Thank you so much. And thank you. Okay, a couple minutes. Um, okay. Of course, we started the year by publishing Burning the Evidence uh, by Todd Cirillo, Battle Lines by Matt Borjon. Those two books are available now. Coming up, we have Swallitude by Rob Plath, um, which is, again, featuring Pablo Vision, which is very exciting. Um, this is a book that would make Henry Miller blush in his grave. <laughs> uh, we also have, I did, I'm very excited about this, um, As Real as Rain by John Yamris. This is fully illustrated by Yanni Carlson. This is based on a reading that John gave here in my hometown, which was one of the best nights of my life where I got to share the stage with John Yamris and hang out with him. Um, fantastic, fully illustrated. This book comes with an audio book where you can actually listen to the live reading of that night, John's live reading. Um, and the book follows the reading to the letter, so you can actually 
listen to him read and go through in the book, fully illustrated by Yanni. It's fantastic. We have the Punk Chapbook series coming out later this year. Um, I do publish on a rolling basis, which means right now I have 43 manuscripts in my inbox. When I pick 12, it's over. It's done. So it's not like I'm going to read them all and then choose. I'm going to read them. And as I like them, I'm going to say it's a done deal. So once I hit 12, the magic number, the that's it. You can't submit to Epicrise Press for another year. It's the only reading period that I do have. Um, I have lots of new T-shirts coming up. Again, uh, check out the Epic Rights Readers coming up at Prospero's Books this month. That is going to be absolutely fantastic. Yes. And yes. in 100 words or less, that's me. Yes. Thank you so much. Listeners, go check out this stuff. And then go buy books, buy shirts, support art. That's what we need to do. So there can be more and more of it, of the powerful kind, like what you get through Epic Rights Press. Thank you, Wolfgang. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And so long to our listeners. <laughs>